0: Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. To those of you who have come over from YouTube, You can subscribe if you're watching this on Rumble or BitChute or Brighton. just look on the surface of the video that you are watching and I'm sure you'll see the subscribe button somewhere. I've mentioned that it would be helpful to those, even if you're a regular YouTube watcher, it would be helpful to subscribe to these alternative channels because sometimes I'm going to post content just so I can be able to speak more freely. And that is what I'm going to do in this video. This video is continuing with the theme on human trafficking, but because there are a few things that will be threaded into this video, it is perhaps wiser and more useful for me to post it on the alternative channels. And then, as you probably noticed, just leave a link on YouTube. So sometimes I will do that, but if you're subscribed directly, you don't have to wait for a link there. You'll get a notification as soon as this, as these channels go live. What else? Mm. If anything else comes to me that's important just about the day-to-day running of the channel, I'll be sure to bring that up. So I'm continuing in the vein of human trafficking. But before I do that, there's a very interesting it's a very interesting thing that the Lord pointed out to me today. And if truth truth be told, this particular thing has been bubbling on my mind, bubbling in my heart for a little, um, a little while now. And it's because, um, as people use this channel, even if you're new, even if you're new and you watch one or two videos, um, it will not be lost on you. At least if you're an astute person, if you're somebody who pays attention, you cannot help but notice that there are, there is a certain direction that the prophecies on the master's voice goes in. There's only one direction, and that direction is towards the future. That is coming for the nation of America first, and then all the nations of the world. So this is an end times prophetic channel. This is not somebody's great idea. So this is not my idea or anyone else's idea like, hey, wouldn't it be great to just take up a huge chunk of my life and go on YouTube and just say a bunch of stuff that I'm not really sure where it came from. That is not the basis of this channel. Um, Another thing that is not the basis of the master's voice is to soothe people. That is something that has never actually been on the Lord's mind, on the Lord's heart from the beginning. So I get a lot of people struggling to digest the material on this channel because somewhere in the great beyond out there, somebody told them that, end times prophecy has to be delivered in a way that makes them feel good and makes them feel hopeful. But the thing is, if we scrap this channel altogether and we simply go to scripture and we read the Bible, there is nothing in end times scripture to suggest that when end times prophecy is happening, anyone's going to be happy. And that's because when you read your Bible properly, end times prophecy involves a lot of dying, a lot of bleeding, a lot of lack, a lot of fear, terror, and trembling. It involves natural disasters such as fire, earthquakes, floods, Um, this thing that we call sinkholes in America, whereby the ground tears itself open suddenly, and it just opens up and a person walking on the street just falls down deep into the bowels of the earth, probably breaks every bone in their body, including their neck, and that is the end of a person's life just like that. So end times prophecy, the reason that there's so much warning leading up to it, it's because it's almost like this kind of very evil pregnancy. As in, you have a difficult pregnancy for a whole nine months, and then you end up in the ward struggling and sweating through Let's say a 56 hour labor. I'm not even sure if that is possible, but that's what the end times are, are going to be like the end times are going to demand more from every man, woman, and child than they've ever given. So I want you to think of any situation where you've ever given everything that you thought you had in in you. You poured it all out. You laid it all out. It was pulled out of you. It was stretched out of you. It was squeezed out of you. Life demanded so much from you that you probably thought, I cannot sustain this. I am going to die. I want you to think of that situation that you thought You could not survive. And I then want you to mentally wrap that, ramp that situation up a thousand times, a thousand times, a thousand more. The end times are going to demand so much from people individually and collectively that most people are not going to survive. When I say survive, I'm not talking about Um, make it through a certain situation, I literally mean will no longer continue to be alive and animated as we know humanity, sitting and talking and eating as we all experience now. So with that up ahead, there is no reason to sugarcoat the path there. And I think it is necessary for Christians to understand this, especially because most people are not being told this. That's the first thing. And then most people are not being told this in a way that sobers them up. So there's a way to give information whereby People don't really absorb it and it doesn't sober them up. They don't take it seriously. They think it's like, oh, okay, this is something subjective. Someone is just making a suggestion to me and then I can take it. I can leave it. I can think about it. I can say, no, I don't agree with this. But what happens here on the master's voice which I shared when I was giving those very hard hitting prophecies of the last few, I think maybe two weeks concerning the rise of homosexuality and the rise of sodomy around the world is that the Lord said to me, Celestial, you're actually singing the funeral songs for America. So traditionally the funeral song is not observed here in the United States, but it is a very solid part of the death passage in other countries. And the funeral song actually starts long before the burial. So it doesn't matter if this is South American culture, African culture, or other ethnic cultures around the world. There is this wailing. There is this very loud cry that is observed for the dead. The sound of the funeral song is understood by everyone except the very young in those societies. When you hear that piercing loud cry coming up, it can even be raised by a person who is not crying because the funeral song is so important to other cultures that some of them hire wailing women or weeping women. And this is something you even see in scripture where the Lord is telling them that some of the punishments that they will get will be so chastising that they will need to hire for themselves, weep wailing women. So this wailing always starts long before the funeral. So before the person who has passed on even arrives at what will be the last event they will ever attend, the wailing women are, you might say, the star of the show. And the reason for that is this, the function they fulfill in those cultures is almost exactly like the function of the lady who came to the feet of our Lord When he was at a dinner at a particular Pharisee's house, Jesus was sitting there and he was speaking and debating back and forth with the teachers of the law. And we all know that this woman who was a promiscuous woman, a woman of extremely blackened character um, in the area that Jesus was in, she came in and she passed among all those people carrying the famous alabaster box. And she came to the feet of the Lord and she could not stop crying, which is of course a very good indication of genuine, true repentance and conviction. Bible says that she could not stop crying and she fell to the Lord's feet and she cried all over his feet until her tears could wash them. And she dried the man's feet with her hair. And then she broke this alabaster box and they wanted to rebuke her. And they were trying to soil her character even more by saying, um, there was a Pharisee who was thinking if Jesus knew who this woman was, he would never let this prostitute type filthy woman who is rejected in society touch him. But he's new here and he's sitting here in his sanctimonious way. And he thinks he's so holy, but he doesn't actually know who's touching him. And Jesus spoke up and said, why are you thinking this way? Do you not know that she has come? To prepare my body for the burial. And because this woman had broken something so precious over the feet of the Lord. The Lord was actually indicating that it was not long before he would lose his own life. And that this woman was perfectly placed spiritual timing. Coming ahead of what would surely be a terrible and testing time for Jesus himself that death on the cross was no cheap thing. But this woman had come ahead of Jesus's physically dead body to do something indicating that he was not long from his own demise. And this is the reason that the Lord has sent me here. The Lord has not sent me here to be one of multiple talking points, for America, so uh, some people like to say, "Oh, you you just want to stop us from watching other people." And of course, um, when you think about this, this makes no logical sense because your phone and your device is with you; it's not with me. And secondly, I don't really care what other people's viewing stuff is because you're an adult, or you're a child, or you're in charge of whatever you put in your mind. So, I am trying to point out to people that this is not a fun ride that we are on. This is not a survey collection that I am on. I am in the process of breaking, not exactly an alabaster box, but I'm certainly breaking something over America's body because she's being prepared for her own funeral. Celestial said the Lord, you are singing America's funeral songs. So as I am working through the prophetic messages that the Lord has given me, today is the channel's birthday. How interesting, two years that feel like 20. As I'm working through these prophecies, um, this, this message, this message, this teaching, this understanding from the Lord came, and this word is to anyone who will listen but it is primarily to the people who have been searching for and praying for perhaps some sort of hope. So this channel is not a place where if you listen, you're naturally going to find hope. You're not going to find hope in the traditional way whereby I will keep saying, no, this will not happen to you. I'm never going to lie to anyone and tell them that things are not going to happen to them because trees will fall as they will fall. Trees are already falling. And that is something I can say freely on this video because this video is not going on YouTube. I wrote yesterday that many people are already feeling the bitter sting of watching their loved ones pass away from the 2021 rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine. So um, people are already seeing the fulfillment of the messages that I kept bringing again and again and again in 2021 and at the end of 2020. And that should tell us that we are not looking forward to and going forward into anything easier. It has only recently come to my mind to catch up on what's been going on. And now we see the people having myocarditis and pericarditis, and we see people collapsing in the street. And who are these people? We're seeing extremely youthful people, literally playing basketball, playing soccer, playing hockey, playing all the things that children have the right to play. Because if anywhere, if anyone has a repository of energy, it's, it's kids. Yet we're seeing these children fall down from massive cardiac arrests that the narrative is even trying to blame on climate change in some instances. Sudden adult death syndrome or sudden arrhythmic death syndrome is nothing more than the new spin on the outcomes that God, would, that God said would happen. So as these words are fulfilling themselves, if you go to the blog, themastersvoice.com, that is the dot masters no it's www.the-masters-voice.com. If you go directly to the blog using that URL, write that out in your browser because if you don't write it out in your bris- browser Google will never take you to that website. They will act as if the website doesn't exist. But as as we see the fulfillment of things, as we actually are watching the US dollar um, try to fight and try to hang on, but it's losing its power and its purchasing power due to rising inflation. And yet the prophecy on the blog is from 2018, where I said that I saw the US dollar lose 60% of its value, and this money is going to crash, and this money is going to trigger a worldwide sovereign debt default. It is going to trigger worldwide money crash. I saw that because the American dollar will eventually come to a place where it's 60% more devalued, Other people are going to become actual paupers overnight. So they're going to have enough money they think saved up in their local currency. But because everything in this world is tied to America like a spider, people are absolutely going to lose their livelihoods, going to lose everything. I saw that they lost everything in an instant. And the hate that people had for America was massive. It was a crippling hate People spat on everything American. And you know that the top activity everywhere else is to bring the flag out and set it on fire like a barbecue. I saw that American embassies were under attack and the people in them were scared because people were so enraged at what America had caused. Another thing I saw in that prophecy, it's called money down the drain. I saw the rise of blinding propaganda in America. And no one can put on the TV now and say that that isn't happening. I saw unbelievable propaganda in the United States concerning finance, the state of the economy, and money. People were being gaslit like crazy. People were being told, this is the greatest country in the world. A country like this can never go down. And yet, in reality, Americans were struggling to put food on the table. So someone might watch this video and say, we're struggling to put food on the table now. You don't understand. I'm talking about the rise of hunger like we've never seen it. The rise of lack like we've never seen it. I saw that people were so bewildered that their minds began to split because they could not reconcile the propaganda that they've been taught all their lives, that this country is the greatest, the greatest, the greatest, the greatest. They couldn't understand why citizens of the greatest could not feed the children of the greatest and why they could not um, pay their mortgages and why they could no longer handle their bills and why why their entire lives were spinning and imploding. The Lord has given me a prophecy about how um, the stock exchange is just basically a money game, like a poker game. I've had that prophecy since I think the 14th of July. It's called Underwater, where I basically saw that America is going to drown. She's going to drown in debt. She's going to drown in false derivatives and false all the other things, all the fancy names that go into finance that I don't actually know. I don't know them offhand. They're not at the tips of my fingers because that's not my world. That's not the stuff I know. I saw that the entire issue of money in this country is a rigged game that is being run from the very top. And that the people in the middle and at the bottom are just merely finding their way. But when the people at the very top are ready, they are going to yank the rug out completely. And many people, this country is going to go back to 1933 levels. There is already a prophecy from a few months ago. I would put it in May where it is talking about a wage crisis. Um, loss of jobs. It's talking about the fact that there will be no work. So as, as we are, as you are seeing these things in the newspaper, and yet on the master's voice, they're being talked about in detail before they actually come to pass. This is God trying to prepare a people who realize that we're not going into hopeful times and that it's not maturity of Christianity. It is not maturity of faith to keep insisting that there should be some hope. I'm not Obama. He's the one who sold hope. I'm here bringing the truth, which the Lord says "Buy the truth, meaning acquire it at all costs and sell it not. And so... This word here from Isaiah 45, it's a tiny short chapter, and it goes like this. The word that Jeremiah the prophet spoke to Baruch, the son of Neriah. When he had written these words in a book at the instruction of Jeremiah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, who was king in Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to you, O Baruch. You said, Woe is me now, for the Lord has added grief to my sorrow. I fainted in my sighing, and I find no rest. Thus you shall say to him, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, what I have built I will break down, and what I have planted I will pluck up. That is, this whole land. And do you seek great things for yourself? Do not seek them. For behold, I will bring adversity on all flesh, says the Lord. But I will give your life to you as a prize in all places, wherever you go. Now, this is a very important word, I think, for the church to grab hold on. I've already said that hope is not coming in the normal formula that many of you are used to. Here in America, I'm not going to pull any punches. Here in America, people, as I shared in my very old videos, I said that people are accustomed to corn syrup. They're accustomed to a very short motivational speech brought to them by Pastor Bob and Sister Hendricks. They're, they're, they're accustomed to something pithy and rousing, usually featuring a Bible character that everybody knows and loves like King David, or a Bible character that everybody knows and can't stand like King Saul. So there's no real nuanced teaching. And most of the pastors will stay away from any part of the Bible that mentions sword, famine, perishing, um, defeat, punishment, justice of God, rebuke of God, wrath of God. Um, anything, anything that will not keep people in a light hearted and effusive mood so they can feel, Oh, that was so building. So this is what we call hope in America. And I've mentioned before that this form of Christianity is, is, is not favored In other parts of the world, it's 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 growing in influence, obviously, because with the rise of technology, everything that we have here in the United States is easily, quickly, effectively disseminated around the world. People can easily access um, false prophets, false pastors, false teachers. And so there's become this intermingling of. The the foulness and the corrupted doctrines of American compromised churchianity laid back, we're all getting raptured next Tuesday, views, and it's going out into the rest of the world. But here, it is almost as if the audience wants to compel whoever is speaking to them, to speak to them in a way that makes them feel great, or at least makes them feel hopeful, or at least makes them feel that there's a chance that later near the end... They will feel great or hopeful or both, except that this is an end times prophecy channel. And the messages I have here is of a certain type. One of the prophecies that came to my mind today is the one where I saw that American corporations will become so powerful in the future that they will no longer be able to be called corporations because they will operate like small countries. So. One I definitely saw was Amazon. Another I definitely saw was Apple. These companies had become so grossly powerful that they were working in tandem with the US government. And what they were doing was going around homes in this country, knocking on doors. And when I say knocking, it's not that polite salesman knocking. It was bludgeoning doors with that kind of open up, open up, open up. That kind of pressure until a person comes to the door shaking like, what is it? And they were just coming in and reading off what God told me was a death order. They were just coming off and reading off a death order. Um, Celestial, you are guilty of, what were the crimes they were reading against me in that dream? It was uh, inciting violence in the people, disturbing the public, peace speaking against the government. They read off a list of crimes. And then um, with no ado, because I was just in a bathrobe, I was in my pajamas and a bathrobe. With no ado, they took me off somewhere and they cut off my head. And then they threw my body on a pile, a huge pile, I said in that video. It's called technology and tracking in America. I will watch this video back and try to link every prophecy that I'm mentioning. So they threw my body without clothing on a huge pile. And as soon as they threw the body on the pile, I looked at the body and I was like, oh, that's not my body. And I was seeing that the Lord was showing me that this type of thing is coming, that in the future, the government of this country is going to undertake an exercise going around and getting what they will call dissenters. They will call them uh, terrorists. That is one of the things they will call them. Of course, the people being called terrorists, they called themselves sons of freedom. That was one group of people, Patriot men, Patriot women, people who took up arms in this country because the government will greatly overstep its bounds. The government is going to lose its mind in this country. It doesn't matter if it's this current government or the governments to come, you will see that America will go through And unbelievable, please listen, socialist, communist, Marxist, all the cis transformation that you have ever seen and will turn into a strict march or die society where you cannot say anything, where you cannot trust anyone because all your neighbors are spies And even those who don't want to be spies will be forced to because they won't have money to live. God showed me that people will not own anything. I did not get this from Klaus Schwab. He showed me that property ownership, being able to say, I worked for this and we bought this house, it's paid off, it's ours. That will be a thing of the past. People were living in the future dreams that I saw in these little ergonomic Tiny but yet efficient. I called it a breathing sleeve. That is where we lived with smart doors that could say, Welcome, Johnson, when you show up and it recognized you by DNA touch. So these are the kind of things I'm handling here. I'm handling things that we have not heard, we have not seen, and a time when corporate power will not be moderated at all. This means that you will not be able to picket against this Amazon I'm talking about. So we think that these are monopolies. They will outgrow any known economic definition of a monopoly, and they will operate as independent countries within America. And these wealthy people will partner with the government In taking American lives. So, in light of crashing money, no freedoms, a destroyed constitution, for the Constitution of America will be amended so many times that it will become as effective as a dish rag, one of those old dish rags that has so many holes that you don't know why you're still keeping it. It will be amended until it is effectively useless. You listen now in 2022, and of course you think it can never happen. That's not true. We have protections. We have laws. You're not going to have any laws because all the laws will be steadfastly eroded during the time that scripture calls peace and safety. I've explained peace and safety. Peace and safety is taking away freedoms gradually by saying, We're just going to lock down for now because it's safer for everyone. And to make sure that this and that doesn't spread and this and this doesn't get contacted, we're just going to ask you to shelter in place. They did it before and they're going to do it again. They're going to bring out bioengineered sicknesses and kill people because there is a plan to have less people alive. And all these things, I meticulously documented them on the blog under the vaccine prophecies. They are there for whoever cares to actually go and read them and be informed of what God said. The whole point of prophecy is to say it before it happens, not after. So in light of a future with less people, more sterility, because the children that do not pass away will not be having children. They will not be able to produce anything out of their bodies. And God has already shown in the decay of society prophecies that many of the children running around in hairballs right now will not care to have children. We are going into a future of the love of man will grow cold. We're going into a future of men will become lovers of themselves, disobedient to parents, vain, and all that. Nobody's going to risk their young body just to give you parents, grandchildren, just because you think you want grandchildren. Surrogacy is going to rise and everybody is going to keep their figure. And if their parents keep pressuring them, they're going to send off the eggs and the sperm to some girl who will probably be getting 100,000 at that time or more to carry twins. And then that's how the children will come in, well-designed with no issues because their genes have been tweaked to perfection. When we as Christians hear this type of thing, how are we to function in a world where there is no resort to authority? You cannot turn to the courts for protection because the courts will either be done away with or bought over or they will be serving the prefecture. The prefecture is actually a very tiny enclave that is going to work in substacks exactly the way north korea works if you want to understand a prefecture government simply look at the north korean government because even china is not doing that that is what a prefecture is america will become a prefecture so when god is sending someone to talk to you about an era that you have never heard before in your church what is the response Here was Baruch's response. Baruch was the scribe of Jeremiah and one of the few people that I could find in this book that didn't actually hate Jeremiah. Everyone hated Jeremiah because Jeremiah had a word, a prophecy, a condemnation, a rebuke, and a judgment for everybody, even the children. So to those who cling to this idea that God doesn't judge children, Jeremiah was full of words and castigations for the children of Israel, because even the very young in Israel had become corrupted because of the lifestyle. But Baruch was faithful to Jeremiah. He served him, and he did not abandon him, even when Jeremiah went to jail, and things like that. But during the course of doing the prophetic work, for a scribe has to write down all the prophecies of the prophet. Baruch became weary. Why did he get weary? Because Baruch became sick and tired of seeing all the horrible, painful, negative, scary things that God said was going to happen to Israel. And Baruch either complained out loud or he complained in his heart, saying, woe has come upon me now because God keeps adding grief on top of sorrow. We know what grief is, it's heavy heartedness, it's painfulness, it's situations that cause the mind to become depressed, it causes the heart to lose hope, lose expectation of any good. But Baruch was worn down and he was not even the prophet. He was the prophet's assistant, writing down the prophecies as Jeremiah would dictate them in the flow of the Lord. Yet the material that was coming to Jeremiah was so heavy and so corrosive that not only did it nearly run Jeremiah crazy for if you read his book this man was heavily heavily sad oppressed and depressed but the scribe was also getting burned by the corrosiveness of the prophetic material and so as Jeremiah is prophesying. God sends a word to Baruch and he says to Baruch, I hear you saying, woe,' woe, because I am grieving you and I am adding to your sorrow. I hear you saying Baruch that you are fainting under the weight of my words and you can't stop sighing and your soul has no rest. There are many of the people who come to this channel and, um, you listen and you listen and you listen and you begin to think there's absolutely no hope. And the truth is that hope is in almost every message. There is hope in Christ Jesus. I have said from the very beginning, the fact that you're listening to end times prophecy does not erase the rest of the Bible. You still have all the promises of God to turn to and acquaint yourself with. You still have all the promises of God and the goodness of God and his impeccable love and his impeccable faithfulness to turn to and refresh your soul with. Absolutely nobody is stopping you from going to the Psalms and instead of reading only warfare Psalms and preparation Psalms and fight the demon Psalms, there are so many Psalms that raise up songs to God and celebrations to God. As you celebrate God and you remind him how good he is, God is like a man who will never use a goblet without If he drinks from it, the goblet itself is anointed because the Lord has touched it and chosen it. It's a blessed cup that gets God to drink from it, which is why America's punishment is so terrible because she is a rejected cup. She's a goblet, a golden cup that used to be in the hands of the Lord, but he has cast her away because she has become corroded and foul. And if he should try to put anything into that corroded cup, It would surely introduce poison into the system. God won't drink poison, but many people drink the Kool-Aid of America, and that is why they are poisoned deep within. Christians, we have this entire book to encourage us. The fact that you watch these videos does not negate, take away, or cancel the rest of the Bible, which teaches us that we are following and serving a great God. He's not a pretty good God he's not an okay guy. He's the best of the best of the best of the best. God has no competition. He is perfection in a companion. He is perfection in a father. He is the best of the best of the best. And there's absolutely nothing standing between you and a relationship with him that has nothing to do with Daniel, John, the Baptist, John, the revelator, or celestial on the master's voice. As my old pastor used to say, you have all the God you want. Little time with God, little God. More time with God, big God. He says, everyone has exactly how much God they want. So God came to Baruch and he said, Baruch, I'm getting ready to break down what I built. Meaning this very Israel that you live in and this Jerusalem in the center of Israel, the capital city, the greatest city, I built it. See, Baruch, I was doing all this before you were born. I was out here with Samuel. I was out here with David and Solomon. I built this place before you were born. And now I'm getting ready to break it down. You see this mighty tree that I call Israel? I planted that. And now I'm getting ready to pluck it up. This entire land. So, to those who think, oh no, but I didn't have any abortions, why is there going to be punishment in America for abortion? Because you just need to read your Bible and go to Deuteronomy. I think it's Deuteronomy 35, 33, where it says that for the spilling of blood, in the land, the land becomes polluted, the land becomes tivi- defiled, and there can be no answer for the pollution of that blood except by the spilling of blood of the ones who shed it. A polluted land, as long as you're standing in that land and the land comes under judgment, even if you try to climb a tree and say, I'm not touching the soil, the judgment is going to come upon the soil and it's going to be an old style judgment to him who sheds blood, his blood also shall be shed. So you're doing things like committing abortion. You are not repenting. You're a bloodshedder. The Lord calls America's practices such as Little children breaking their virginity at unbelievable ages. And with their parents, oh, I just thought it was better for Jake and her to do it here. You're actually helping your children to fornicate under the roof. And you're downstairs, your child is upstairs with a boy. And you're downstairs telling um, your husband, you know, I'm just safe. I'm just happy. She's safe. I'm happy she's safe. Won't God strike you with lightning, thunder, and hail at the same time? When it's time for judgment. Women, you're on your time of the month. And then you're laying with men. Blood sports, the eating of human flesh in the United States, the mass sacrifices that take place on on All Hallows' Eve and all the other satanic masses in this country, blood sports. How can there be any atonement for those things in a defiled land? Do people really think these... A few little, we got together and we sang a few songs and brother, brother, so-and-so came and he shared a word. This is what people are calling revival in this country, but I will not go into that. God tells Baruch that he's bringing adversity. This means a great testing type of suffering on all flesh, where in that land that has polluted itself, where in that land that he says he built up And is now about to break down that land that he planted and is now about to pluck up. But he says to Baruch, I will give your life to you as a prize in all places wherever you go. So this was a promise that Jeremiah already had, but God was extending it to Baruch. And Jeremiah's ministry almost seems backward because. Jeremiah prophesied, I think, for almost 25 years. I think it was 25 years that this man was, in a weird way, chained to these sinful people. He couldn't go anywhere and he couldn't do anything because God required him to constantly cry out. And you would think that Jeremiah would be prophesying something brand new every weekend, but he had just a few themes that he went over and over and over, like a stuck record, which is probably one of the reasons they hated him. But the day came that Jeremiah needed to cry no more. I think they put him in prison, and then they had him in some kind of disgusting human waste dungeon or some kind of place where all the slop came in, where he was up to his waist in um, just refuse, trash. And the Babylonians finally broke through the siege wall. They finally broke through the siege mound, and they came in, and they took over exactly as Jeremiah had been saying for more than two decades. I haven't been prophesying for two decades, but that's because God has sent so many people before me to warn the United States to turn from sin. And she has not. And so when the Babylonians came in, they got everybody who was anybody All the rich, all the famous, all the powerful people, all the medium people, all the middle class, anybody who had a skill that could be used to improve their kingdom. The only people they left were the old, the sick, the blind, Um, not even very young children, just basically people that they feel, well, you know, um, we don't know how many years you have left, so we're not going to march you, frog march you over there. We're looking for the fittest in the society. We're looking for the people that make this society work. And once we cut them off, you guys will probably all be finished off in a few years or so. But there was something inside the Babylonians evidenced by one of their generals. And he told Jeremiah, we've heard about you. We're not gonna do anything to you. You can go wherever you like. And so to the righteous, you must mature in your faith. You have to, you have no choice. You can't behave like the people out there in the world who have never even heard a lick of prophecy and they actually call God the sky fairy in a dress. You can't behave like those people and and think that somebody owes you comfort. Nobody owes you comfort. This is the end of things. And I'm not saying that the end of things is this year, next year, and then, oh, it's all over. A lot of people think that this is a sprint. It is not a sprint. This is the kind of marathon that is going to bring tears to the eyes of even the elect. The elect are going to come to a place where they will say, God, either end it already or just end me. That kind of sentiment is going to come out of people because I guarantee you when you get out there and you're thinking that you're going to Starbucks and you see somebody's son pregnant. And I'm not saying a trans man. I'm not talking about a woman who did the things and got a beard and is acting like a man or so she thinks, but she's clearly a woman. I'm talking about an actual male man, a male man, Arthur Ben will be able to carry a baby. I haven't reached those prophecies yet, but they are published for those who care to go and read them. Men will be carrying the baby. And the irony in those days is women will be sterile. Barren, struck by a curse from the Lord, unable to carry a fetus to term. The womb will keep dropping the baby. Five miscarriages, eight miscarriages. God said that fornicators will not conceive, adulterers, women who have just been promiscuous. You will not have a baby. A curse will come upon you. This is not from my mouth. This is from the father's mouth. And yet Arthur and Ben are going to be walking out there and going, you know, I just I just feel so great. And they're going to be able to do it. Please listen because they've already manufactured artificial wombs out there that are doing a pretty good job of bringing fetuses to full term. So a man's not going to lie down and push out a baby. He was just going to have a C-section. The irony of Satan, the upside down deceiver who turns right into wrong and says that evil is good and says that wrong is good. The men will have the babies in the society. If you're of a certain age already and you hear that this is coming, obviously some people might not be interested in carrying on, but this is no sprint. And the reason for that is because God says that exactly what he has endured for years, looking at sin, we are going to see how he feels because the righteous... Are going to look at it and look at it and look at it until they can't stand it anymore. I will give your life to you as a prize. When the Bible says, I'm going to give a, your life to you, like your life will be the gift I give you, this is automatically telling you that the general sentence on the land is death. You see, because if he says, I will give your wealth to you as a prize, that means that the general sentence on the land is poverty but he will give you wealth as his gift to you. But in many places, God has told prophets, because you were faithful, I will give your life to you as my gift to you. And this is what the Lord was extending to the assistant of the prophet and telling him, I've seen your work. I've seen your faithfulness towards my worker. And so I will also extend the grace that I give my worker to you also, Baruch. Your life will I keep. Wherever you go, I will keep you. I don't know where everybody is going. The prophecies that I brought said that some will go to the sword, some will go to the famine, some will go into captivity. This is on the prophecy, a mother of seven. It says those for the sword to the sword and those for the captivity. That means going as slaves to work in Russia and China. This is all the people who can't keep their clothes on right now all the people who are on Tinder, Binder, Bumble, Humble, looking for one night stands, looking for people to shack up with just for an afternoon. Imagine we have come to the place where the sexual itch is so out there that you can, with a few swipes, find a random human being that you have nothing in common with and simply working on easing that itch for, for an hour, 20 minutes, who knows? People are doing this now. That, that That is who is going into this sex slavery. So to women who just think it's just random sex slavery, the Russians just get here and just make everybody naked. No, that's, that's not it at all. God says that this is the punishment for fornicators. This is the punishment of the sexually immoral. The prophecy stated precisely that you who cannot keep your clothes on, you, who, when it's your wedding, then all of a sudden your father, who never saw you without clothes on since you were one or two years old, that's when he stopped bathing you if you were a girl and he left it to your mom and he never actually saw you naked again. Then on your wedding day, you come out and all the melons are out and your father is there in the father daughter dance, staring up because he can't stare anywhere but above your eyebrows because you've got everything out and he's your father. He doesn't want to see you like that. Your grandfather hasn't seen you naked at all his whole life, but then at your wedding, this is when your grandfather, your brother, all the males, all the friends who were never interested in seeing your female nakedness, they get treated to it because this is your day and you're going to wear as little as possible. It's the wedding photo shoot. It's the birthday photo shoot. Everyone needs to see what you have on your chest and between your legs. This is women. Now that captivity is for you. You're shacking up without marriage. You're conducting affairs. You're swinging. You're, you and your husband are not actually cheating. You, you have an agreement to bring people in the house. The other new thing that I'm just learning about, uh, polyamory, that captivity of going to the whore houses that China has already built, that's for those people. It's not for women who are living according to the Lord's righteous dictates and raising their daughters in the same. The Bible is very clear. It says that God is not unjust to forget your labor for him, and how you have loved his people. You're on your knees, you're praying, you're praying for your grandchildren to get saved, you're repenting to the Lord for the fact that perhaps you did not raise your children in a righteous manner, and then all of a sudden, just because there's a prophecy of invasion, you put two and five together and come up with 73, that God is going to let these people just come in, grab you up, take everything off you, and march you off to Beijing. It doesn't work that way. And many people miss the information of this channel because when they come here, they are full of their personal opinion. They are gripped with pride, gripped with a love of logic above all things. God cannot be saying this. It doesn't work out. The crypto is higher than ever. Controlled with fear and cannot listen. There's many reasons that people cannot listen, but I'm not responsible for any of those reasons. I'm responsible for being direct I'm responsible for saying what God has said, and I'm responsible to make sure that you buy the truth and sell it not. In order for you to buy the truth, it means that I have to keep bringing it to you and putting it in a place where you can then receive it or cast it away. I will give your life to you as a prize in all the places, wherever you may go. So that is that, and I will make another video for the prophetic word. But this, this was important. This needed to be shared. This needed to be said. This needed to be heard. But the part about this needed to be understood, that's not up to me. That's up to whoever hears this. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. This is Celestial with the Master's voice. And, um, Oh, yes. If you've been subscribed off of YouTube, they've kicked you off the channel. Um, It's just a thing that they're doing. The channel's getting harder and harder to find. So what I suggest is if you're not getting notifications, unsubscribe totally and then resubscribe and then put full notifications on and hopefully they will bring the content to you. And um, thank you to everybody who supports this channel. Your gifts are appreciated. And it's, it's not there's just too many people for me to be able to give individual thank yous like I could two years ago, three years ago, but I pray for the Lord to return to you everything that you give. And I would just like to politely ask, please don't send me cash apps because nothing is weird. And um, if it's on the old videos, I'm sorry that you've seen it, but I just haven't had time to go and take it off. You can just look underneath the channel and you can see if you want to support, you can support. If you don't want to support, that's fine. It is not problematic for me either way. And so until I see you again, God bless you. Go back to God. Go back to God. Stop wandering in the desert plains out there um, and, and just eating up everything. Do you know how dangerous it will be? I'm going to say this because it's important. In a time of darkness biblically speaking, what you need is oil. You need to carry oil. Oil is what you need in the lamp, even to be able to enter our bridegroom's presence. Because the Bible says that the maidens, all 10 of them, the five wise and the five foolish virgins were waiting for one bridegroom, one Jesus. But it says he tarried, he took his time He had not heard about the instant rapture doctrine and the feast of Shemitah every year. They just kick it down the road. Well, it didn't happen that time. It's going to happen now. He'd never heard about all that stuff. Because last he checked, the father knew the hour of his coming. And no man knew it. So people who were doing Gematria math videos, Jesus was not aware that he was supposed to show up when they told their subscribers he was coming. So the scripture which we are supposed to follow. The Bible said that the person who sets the timing decided to show up a little late, and as a result, wise virgins and unwise virgins both fell asleep. That is the state we are in now. Even many wise virgins who truly know the Word of God and who truly love this King are sleeping because they have been brought up in mainstream, empty, no truth carefully curated and shaved and pruned and made sweet churchianity. But then it says that a loud shout rang out. The bridegroom cometh. That's me. That's me. The loud shout, the loud noise, the stuff that irritates your ears and you're like, I'm never coming back to this channel. Please don't let the demons in your life keep you away from the word of God. You better tell those demons to shut up. And deal with them in prayer and fasting and keep coming back to hear the truth of God's word. Don't let demons cut you off at the knees because I always tell the Christians in my life, demons know where they are going and they have nothing to lose. They will work with every bone in their body to make sure that you join them in the lake of fire. So the shout went out. The bridegroom cometh. Clean your life. Delete your Tinder account. Stop Opening your legs on OnlyFans. It is a place for degenerates, and God will put you not in hell first, but in the Babylonia captivity where you will be forced to do things with Chinese men that you have never wanted to do since birth. So the shout went out, and it woke up the wise virgins and it woke up the unwise virgins. But here is where we now see this separation the wise virgins and the unwise virgins had both run out of oil. Again, that is where we are in Christianity right now. No oil in the church, no power to do deliverance. People don't know how to pray. People are asking questions. How do I pray? If you do not know how to pray, go on Google and learn, enter how to pray best type of prayers for comfort, best type of prayers, for warfare, prayers to protect my home. Don't ask questions, go outside, be responsible for yourself, be responsible for those children in the house, Arthur and Jen, and learn how to keep a strong Christian home. After all, that's what Siri and Alexa are for. You can at least put those two to good use. Go outside and learn the tools of this Christian trade so both the wise and the, ver- the, the unwise had run out of oil. There was no oil. But the Bible says that the wise had extra. The wise had that something in them. Whereby, even if they fell asleep, they had built up, in what time? In the good times. What are the good times? When it was still daytime. They had built up the capacity for extra oil. So as a Christian, this is, There's still food available now, but you're fasting. You're definitely, you're taking your time to fast. It's a part of your life. Even if you start and you feel that by the third hour, you're about to pass away. You tell yourself, okay, today I could only do three hours, but I'm definitely aiming for four. I'm going to work at it until I'm going to keep asking me, asking God, help me. I want to be able to fast better. And I'm going to just have maybe half juice and water it down with water. And I'm going to take a glass of that. And then I'm going to see if, what can I do to gain this extra hour? This is what athletes do. This is what pro athletes do. Christians just want to read Jeremiah and Haggai. There's a ton of stuff that you can watch that will Teach you. you can learn from life. This is why we don't exist in a bubble. You can learn from anywhere. You can be inspired to understand scripture from almost anything. This is what athletes do when they're tight. They don't just say, Oh, I'm tight. I guess no Olympics for me. No, they work at that place that t- that's tight. They work on that muscle that is short. To get it to stretch. To get it to become optimal. You can't just say, oh, I don't know how. And then you sit there. How is this responsibility for your soul? Do Do you not know that this thing inside is treasure? It is treasure that Satan greatly desires to possess and destroy. This is treasure. You have to be more deliberate and more meticulous and strategic about protecting it, then, oh, I don't know how, I wish I knew how, I wish I was, no, there's no wishing in Christianity. There's only the do's and the don'ts. They had extra capacity. They had built up the ability for strong prayer, long prayer, intercession with understanding, intercession in other tongues. They had learned the value of not always making every prayer time about them, but by setting aside entire prayer times to praise God. To tell him how good he's been to them in their lives. To lift up Jesus so that he becomes magnified and fear becomes less until it goes. The foolish virgins had no such capacity. The Bible says that they had no oil. They had nothing. The bridegroom was coming. This was an indisputable fact. He was on his way. That is why the shout went out. Wake up. The bridegroom approacheth. And the wise one immediately rose, the Bible says, and they trimmed their lamps. They cut off all the excess. They got rid of all the fat. They got rid of all the fake prophecy that that they're still subscribed to. They went and they looked for these old-timey guys that have passed away, that are teaching things like discipline, holiness, sanctifications, words that people who have been born again today don't even know what those words mean. They would never hear that word from the skinny jeans online YouTube pastor brigade. They unsubscribed from all the mess and went to resubscribe to stuff that, fill, that feeds this spirit. They trimmed their lamps and they added fresh oil. And you know what? Do you know what that means for the wise virgins? It means that they ended up in the same position of readiness that they had been in before they fell asleep. Yes, they had a moment of weakness. Yes, they fell. Yes, they fell asleep. They messed up. But when they heard that shout, they realized I cannot keep taking these drugs. This is not okay for me. I cannot keep doing this. I cannot keep flirting with Jolene in accounting. I need to stop. I need to stop lusting after men. I need to stop. You know what? I'm not going to let my son bring his 18 and 19 year old friends over anymore because I find myself checking out those little boys too much. As a mom, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make their sandwiches and I'm going to go out of the house or I'm going to go upstairs. or I'm going to distance myself from that lust that is tempting me. That's going to end me up sleeping with an underage teen in the shed one day. That's what the wise did. They trimmed the fat and they separated from everything that caused them to fall asleep in that gap. And they went from being unready right back to being ready. But the unwise, the wise were ready. They were put right back in the same position. But the unwise were not so lucky. They looked at the wise and said, I wish I had prepared like you. I wish I'd read my Bible like you. I wish just once I had woken up at 1 a.m. and prayed from 1 to 2 a.m. like you. Because nighttime prayer is powerful prayer. I wish I knew can you share it with me? And the wife said, no, there's not enough oil to share with you at this moment. He's too close. He's too near. We don't have enough for us and you go and buy from the people who are selling. Who's the people who are selling oil? Because the oil is the truth. The oil is the thing that keeps the lamp going. So the wise virgins wisely told them, you're not going to make our lamps go out a second time. Fool me once, shame on me. If fool me twice, fool me can't get fooled again. So they sent them off to buy oil. And the Bible says that while they were out looking for the things they should have found already, Jesus came He went into the wedding supper with the five who were ready and he shut the door. When did you last hear that on the Rapture channel? When did they actually last teach you the prerequisites for being carried into glory, holiness, sanctification, righteousness? Nobody wants to see your body parts on the internet or on your Facebook page. a church without spot or wrinkle. No false pretender is entering into the rest of the Lord. This means that you are fooling people in your life by saying the name of Jesus, but I have a scripture for you. Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, not everyone who says Lord, Lord will enter into my kingdom for I, Jesus will say to them, depart from me, you who work lawlessness. I knew you not being a lukewarm Christian means that you're a little on fire for Jesus and you're a little on fire for the world and you put that together and you get a warm, a lukewarm mix in the washing machine and the, the washing machine may handle it. The washing machine does have a button that says warm wash, hot, cold. But on the washing machine of Jesus, there are only two buttons, hot, cold. When you press lukewarm, the washing machine will open and spit the water out. It will gush and reject. Lukewarm water, you cannot fool Christ Jesus that you are on fire. He says, better be cold. It is better for you to be cold because all the cold people want to be in the club and they're okay with being judged. You talk to them about hell. They're like, hell's not real, man. It's just one big party. But these in the house, the unwise that are playing games, there is no lukewarm button on the washing machine of Jesus Christ. So let us be sober. There are prerequisites with God for every single thing. This thing, this free doctrine, this it's a free gift of grace. It's what? It's not free. Somebody paid for it with blood on the cross. They made it available to you. If you abuse it, there are consequences, even to grace. Thank you for being with me. This is Celestial from the Master's Voice. Until I see you again, God bless you and goodbye.